This content is intended for adult cigar smokers age 21 and older. All right, Nick, good show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Greg's leaving to go take advantage of our brand new coupon code. Type in Long Ash all day Friday and Saturday, and you will receive 20% off your entire purchase. Some exclusions apply, but other than that, 20% off your entire purchase all day Friday and Saturday when you use the coupon code Long Ash. Nick, did you know I just got 20% off? Yes. Nick Libretti here, Greg Waters. Se- secret. We got secret behind the camera. Um, you didn't even have the soda. That was the spicy nuggets. Thank mm. you, Mr. Wendy's. Mr. Um, Mr. Wendy's. Got a brand new cigar we're going to enjoy today, fellas and ladies out there. Today we are enjoying the brand new My Father. You want you to say it. You want me to say I it? want you to say it. La Promesa. La Promesa. What does that mean? That's close. Greg? It means the promise. Yes, it does. So what we're looking at here is a Nicaraguan cigar. Um, uses an Ecuadorian Habano Rosado Oscuro wrapper. Say that with me, Greg. Ready? Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. Habano. Habano Rosado. Rosado Oscuro. Oscuro. Do you know what Oscuro means? Um, Oscar. Sounds no. like a Ricky Martin song, though. Ricky Martin? Oscuro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Oscuro, basically, it's... it's uh, I, I mean, the terminology might have changed, <laughs> but it used to mean like like double Maduro, like like extra dark. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's not really this cigar wrapper really has it. That's the problem. I was actually talking to this with Anthony the other day about um, how people get a lot more specific now. Like back in the day when I first started in the cigar industry, it was very like... Hey, I want a Maduro cigar. I want a natural. I want an Oscuro. I want uh, a double Claro or a Candela, which is the right. green one. Or uh, e- so EMS used to be a thing too. Um, RJR, yeah. RJR Ultimate still have EMS. EMS stands for English Market Selection. Right. It's an outdated. Can you get into that again? What the English? Yeah, well, it's an outdated term um, when Cuban cigars were being sent to the UK. And they, I don't even know if they classify this anymore, but they just said they used to. If it was like of the of a good quality, they used to stamp it English market selection, meaning selected for the English market. Like, this was good enough to go over to England. Gotcha. Um, it, it became... That was Cuban tobacco. Yeah. Well, it became, in, in this kind of industry, it became more for, like, a natural wrapper. Um, but I don't even think... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like people don't even really use... Nat- the first time I've seen natural in a while was on the new Wild Hunter. Right. Where they said they had a natural and a Maduro. Um, people usually just... They look for the, the actual, just what the leaf is now. So... Connecticut Broadleaf, um, Mexican San Andres, uh, Ecuadorian Habana Rosado. It's like a Oscuro. lot of spices. Yeah, the people just but you go by and Wayne Anthony were talking like I don't think anyone really searches for and maybe you guys can comment on this on uh, on our YouTube video. I feel like people don't search for for shade anymore of natural Maduro because if you think about it, if you have natural Maduro and Oscuro, everything that's not Maduro is a natural. But like. I mean, the Connecticut shade, an Ecuadorian Connecticut, an Ecuadorian Habano, an Ecuadorian Sumatra, a Cameroon are all considered right. natural. They're all underneath that category. But even Fuente does that. And like the 858, you have the 858 Rosado Sun Grown, which you said you weren't a fan of, which no, upset me. I was not. We can um, get into that. The 858 Maduro, which is the Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro. And then the 858 Natural, it's just called the 858 Natural, but it uses a Cameroon wrapper on it. Okay. So it gets very confusing, and I, I think right. that terminology should be... Done. Put to rest. Yeah, it's, it's very outdated. Okay. Especially now, like, look at when Steve Saka tells you, like, the, the tobacco is in his blends. He gets so goddamn specific. Oh, yeah. So, like, sometimes we, it's so yeah. specific that his D doesn't yeah. even tell you what's and in I, it. And I think, I mean, it might be an FDA thing, but I think some companies just say, oh, yeah, it's a Honduran Pure. I'm like, all right, but, like, what kind of tobacco? It's like, we, the, the. You think it might be an FDA thing? I like, think it totally is an FDA thing. 
at least recently. I think it's totally right. an FDA thing. Um, but we're we're all well informed. A lot of people. I mean, I don't think a majority of your customers know the difference between you know Corojo '98 and Criollo, but they know like Ecuadorian Habano versus Connecticut Broadleaf. You know, right. if you're if you're smoking these brands, you know what that difference is. Um, there's a reason that when Tatawahe releases a Broadleaf cigar, everyone gets excited. They know that they do Broadleaf very well, and I feel right. like especially with the the information from like the the barn smokers. Um, Drew Estate has, you know, and a lot of these companies with their events have really done a good job of informing the customers of the kinds of tobacco, where they come from, what kind of seed it is, what kind of flavors you should expect, what kind of profiles you should expect. Um, And I, yeah, I think it's just very, yeah, in the store, I would get an old guy to come in and be like, hey, you have, I want Maduro cigars. No one asks for that anymore. Have you, we've put questions on our Instagram how many times that one person's been like, oh, what's your favorite Maduros? Like, well, funny enough, someone did comment on your top 10 uh, Maduros. Um, someone wants a top 10 Maduros of 2019. Yeah, what does that mean, though? Like, just, I guess, Maduros. I mean, but like, no, but like, like Maduros that came out in 2019 or the ones I've been smoking well, in 2019? I'm just meaning, like, it's now 2019. What's your, what's your new top 10? Well, I mean, I'll, that's a well, video well, I'll gladly video. do. Right. I think we should do a nice little Should sample. we do a top 10? Top 10s usually didn't, weren't as engaging. People didn't really like them as much as the top fives. Well, then maybe we stick we'll with see. the fives and we can go to the tens. So let's light this up. So, um, this is a pretty cigar. It is, but this is where like this is where that terminology confuses me because I've always known a scudo as being extra dark. Um, but this is it, or 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 it might be more uh, when I meant double Maduro because um, you know Maduro means ripe. Right. So it might be be like double ripe. Maybe it's double fermented. You know, maybe it's done like that. We'll see. Nice oh. little pink band at the foot. Then a double band with the name with my father, the signature symbol, and then the uh, name of the it's, cigar it's, underneath. It's it's pretty light. It is. It's a little light. I'm, I, we'll, we'll find out when we smoke it. I've never had a problem with my father underpacking his cigars, but this one is a little bit light just in terms of its weight. Uh, looks very good. Not a lot of blemishes, but um, a lighter looking wrapper than I would have expected from when you read what the wrapper is. Um, but then again, that Rosado, you know what Rosado means in Spanish? Rose. Pink. It's close. Yeah. So it, it has like that, that light pinkish reddish hue right. to it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll ask um, one of our guys over at My Father, if, or, or any kind of tobacco guy, if they can dis- really distinguish what the oscuro means. So let's cut these bad boys up. Now, Get when my... you're smoking this, like seeing that there's a double band, would you take off that bottom band before Not you yet. even started? No. When you smoke it, the cigar gets a little softer, a little more malleable. So it's and and it the heat loosens up the glue a little bit, so it's easier to remove. Doing it now, you risk ripping the wrapper. Gotcha. Yeah. So always wait, unless it's like a foot band and. Honestly, except for just initial presentation, footbands, have, I've never been a huge fan of them. Have you been a fan of the sizes that I've been getting for you? All the Corona Gordos? Yeah, I mean, dude, anything except for a, like a Gordo. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm pretty easy. Except a Gordo. Got yeah. the Corona Gordo. Yeah, but like a regular Gordo. Right. Got our Zycar cutter here we're using. This is the, the Weasel Team 6 one, the Romacrats. Yeah, why not? It was red. So there's yours. I'm match the lighter. toasty toast. Is that a single flame? This is a dual flame. I'm just. Well, I'm asking. I didn't say anything. I don't know why. You, oh yeah, don't look. Don't pay attention to him. He doesn't even know that he hates the Mets. Yeah, you're right. You're actually kind of wearing Mets color. See, you're stupid. It's like subconsciously he's still supporting them. <laughs> he doesn't even realize it, but he just happens to be wearing. No, Met my colors. favorite color is blue. That's that is Met blue. That is Met. Blue. That is Met blue, and you're wearing an orange hat. Oh, thank you, John. Those are Nick's colors too. I mean, I just like blue because of my eyes. Did Knicks come out after the Mets? Yeah. 
So is that where they probably got the colors probably, from? Probably, probably the same. Wait, coach. the Knicks? No. When did the, the Knicks were playing before the Mets, right? Can we get a little? It's time to look that can up. Can we get a little secret on that? Yeah, the Mets started in what '62. Do you even care what the cold draw tastes like? No, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, the Knicks had to be before the '60s, right? '69. The the Knicks started in '69. No, the Knicks were founded in 1946. How you knew that, Nick? I don't know. I just I don't know. I'll tell you in a minute. I'm gonna let you show. <laughs> and the Mets were founded in '62. All right, so 16 years after. Well, just to let everybody know this is a new release, and we do have it at JRCigars.com. So. You know, hopefully you have yes, this. Yes, the La Promesa is available at jrcigars.com. Review coming soon. Yes. No, I, I just guessed that because, all right, here's the thing. I hope to well, try that cigar someday. Why don't you just, just try it? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. What's wrong with this kid? Um, I knew that when the Mets started because my dad was born and raised two blocks away from where uh, Shea Stadium was built. Um, mm-hmm. So he like, you know, he liked the Mets growing up, but he was born a Yankee fan. Did he help build it? No, he was nine. No, younger than that. He was born. If he was no, he was nine. Yeah, he was born in '53. Um, and I don't know. I feel like the Knicks are like a store—not storied in terms of they win, but like a store, like an old basketball team. Like the Hawks aren't an old basketball team, but like I feel like the Knicks, the Celtics—they're like old timey teams. When did the Hawks come about? I want you to look that up. My guess is 1973. I was gonna say after '75. If it's after '75, it's not old. Mm. Have you had this yet? No, but I'm getting a very, very nice, subtly spicy creaminess off of that. That is delicious. No back taste at all. So we were all wrong. The Hawks were founded in 1946. I knew it. Really? I knew it. I, did, I wasn't wrong. I knew oh, they no, were around no, earlier. Yeah. Greg didn't say anything. We, I didn't. We were I wanted wrong. To suspense I, the... When were they incorporated into the NBA? 1946. I don't think the NBA was a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who cares about like, who, cares, who cares about basketball football? Because the Nets, up? the Nets came in. Right? Nets were like real, like real new. Yeah, my they're dad, like in the nineties. But the football's coming up, like Greg said. So, oh, well, hold on, one, one quick thing. My dad knows like the family or like one of the children of the. There were two guys, like brothers, I think, and I th- I'm probably getting the story wrong, but they like owned the Nets. And then they sold them when they were like put, bringing them into the NBA because they were in like some other league. Right. But like in the contract, they get something like 10% of all the Nets like television profits for the Got next these. like 40. Like they're just yeah. multi, multi millionaires oh, yeah. from like they sold it in like 74. And like the, the kids are now like super freaking rich because <laughs> it was like some weird clause. Like they get like 10% of all Nets like it's televised ad revenue or something. How these deals get made. Oh, yeah. Case in point, Robert, the Robert Bonilla. Yeah, the 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 great the Bernie Madoff. Robert Bonilla. <laughs> well, didn't it turn out that the Mets didn't even lose that much money? No, they did. No, because I heard it like it was, but it wasn't as bad as everyone thought it was. Well, they're making it seem like it. This is great. This is a fantastic cigar. cigar. So far, I mean, you got the first inch in there. Nice burn on it. Nice even burn line. The draw is fantastic. A little pepper, a little leather. Put yours next to mine for a second. Mine's a little darker. I will say, yeah, I'm not, I don't like that. 
Why is that? I mean, I mean, it, it, it happens. I have the box right there. See if there's other colors in there. No, the color. Oh, there's a blue one. <laughs> yeah. Blue. Man, these two are pretty consistent. I mean, it's weird with this lighting right now. I mean, it's also hard, you know. To, to, you know, even if, if plants are growing next to each other, the guarantee they're going to look exactly the same is, how did you have this, like this? Yeah. I mean, I'm always surprised when cigars taste the same, you know, year to year. It's very difficult to do. Right. Different weather. I mean, we have, you have more rain this year. You have more sunlight the next year. The soil changes. You know, nutrient contents differs. So uh, when you find a company that's consistent, like, the, you know, they have that, it's, you know, very difficult. You know, I heard Do you think with, like, the regular production that they have more things stored so that you can't really tell the difference? They, they have, have to. They have to have a lot stored. At, at, at the very least, the wrapper. And because of how finicky wrapper tobacco is. So I've heard that Padron's, like, warehouses where they age tobacco, not, like, where they just ferment it, but, like, after it's totally done fermented, where they age it, they have enough that if all their fields, like, stopped working tomorrow, they have enough for full production on all their current lines for the next five years. That's impressive. Well, you got to think about it. With the exception of the regular Padron series, there's, you know, basic entry-level cigar. All the others use tobacco that's aged at minimum four years. So they had to have extensive right. storage facilities. They're one that's of the biggest true. factories, but, like, their facility is not huge in terms of, like, the rolling floor, like right. how Altidus is in, in the DR or Perdomo's. But their storage warehouses are, from what I hear, bar none. I haven't been to them yet. Right. Apparently they're... Ridiculous. Do you know the story about this cigar, where it came from? So in 2001, um, when he left, Don Pepin left Cuba, he promised to flourish and have his own name in cigars. So this was a dedication to that. The promise? Yeah. It's cool. You see that a lot with um, with the old, I don't want to say old, but, you know, like the traditional came from Cuba guys. I mean, that's the hammer on on the Padrones. Right. was from... Um, I guess it was Jorge. It was Jorge the Sun. I always get it confused. But the elder Padron, who sadly passed away a year or two ago, uh, like his first job in the U.S., his, his buddy gave him a hammer. And like so, he was a carpenter, and he would do that by day, and then make cigars by night. And it was like a symbol of reliance, and you know, I'm gonna make it one day, and that whole thing. Very, very inspirational. I mean, it's a, it was a tough journey for those guys, right. man. Was, you know, especially someone like know. someone like Pepin. It was difficult because he was like established very established right. in the Cuban cigar community in Cuba. So to pick up and leave, you know, it takes guts. And we're glad he did. So did he open his own factory and then didn't have his own cigar for a while? He was doing cigars for other companies? He was cigars for other people. Um, for, I remember he had a, I think he had a small factory in Miami. Um, and he was producing, uh, like Tatawahe really gave him his first big right. glimpse. That cigar kind of took off. Uh, one of the first, you know, I mean, Drew Estate was already kind of a thing. Actually, no, it was already a pretty solid thing, uh, at least with the acid line. But uh, I think it was, I want to say 2005, 2006 is when, maybe in 2004, um, Tatawahe, Pete Johnson started producing these cigars with the Pepin family, started a long relationship. I don't know if the original My Fathers were out yet, and by that I mean the Pepin Blue, right. the um, Series JJ, or the Cuban Classic, the Black Label. I don't know. Maybe they came out shortly afterwards. Um, those are solid cigars, and they're not that expensive. I, I wow. always recommend those. I put them in a lot of the top five samplers. They are fantastic cigars. 
uh, the the original Jaime by uh, Jaime Garcia. Yep, I think that one was like five six bucks. Yeah, it wasn't much. Yeah, um, fantastic smokes. But then it was really the original My Father. I can't remember the exact date that came out. I mean, the Floyd de la Santias I think came out in twenty twelve. So maybe the My Father was two thousand eight, two thousand seven, somewhere around there. I think you're right. But it started a very cool tradition of the original My Father was made by Jaime for his father, and you can even tell the differences in the blend. The original My Father, very nice and spicy, oily wrapper on it, nice, nice amount of zest, very highly rated. But then you have the one Pepin made for his father, which was the 1922 La Bijou, or Le Bijou. God bless um, you. What? God bless you. Yeah. Okay. He's taking Anthony's jokes. I know. That's one of my favorite jokes. Sorry. It is a pretty good joke. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And then he says, my father, you, you, your fields, your dad's fields. Yeah, we should <laughs> both start the Copacabana Club. Uh, the Le Bijou, or Le Bijou, yeah, it's Le Bijou, much more uh, rich, darker tones to it. Uh, that got Cigar of the Year, too. He's got a lot. He's probably the newest company to have that many number one cigars of the year. I can't find it right now, but all right. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, because he's had, he's had at least two that I know of. I mean, Padron's had, Padron's had a lot. Padron's had a lot. Oliva V has had a lot. Fuente is. I want to say though, Fuente's probably had the most diverse. So Oliva, it's usually either the Oliva V or the V Melania that gets in the top 25. Right. Padron, it's usually either the 26, 64, or the Family Reserve. Fuente's had everything from a Don Carlos, a Hemingway, an Opus, an Añejo, um, the Don Carlos person, the Eye of the Shark. Um, you, is this, the, uh, is this the your, Casa Cuba? Is this your dig at me that I don't like Fuente? I don't know why you don't, man. I don't, it's I don't, crazy. I don't know. Uh, when I smoked it, I just it was just overpowering of like leather taste to me. That's that's like a and holy I, grail I one know. too. I, I know. Given it to you. I thought it would be a nice birthday treat. It was a nice birthday treat. I didn't say I didn't appreciate it. No, I it just, just but it's a shame. I know. It just it was just over- gotta, yeah, maybe some lost maybe a lost city will be more your your jive. It's maybe a little I darker just, and richer. Yeah, I, I just I can't. I don't like the leathery. Like it's just it's so much leather that I, I can't it just overtakes my palate. I mean, if I had maybe a better drink to help dilute it a little bit. You should have a Majido. Majido? Yeah. It's a Majido. You know, like well, what's this what uh, the, the Majido? It's like the Mojito? Yeah, that one. Oh my <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, no, actually the uh, the Fuente store in Vegas is famous for their they have like a famous mojito that they recommend okay. you drink. That place is ridiculous. Oh, I love mojitos. Delicious. What did you, you had, I gave you that Añejo. What did you think of that? I loved it. If you had to give it a, a secret rating, what would it be? Probably seven and a half out of ten. Okay, wow. Is that bad? People, that are, gonna, bad? people are gonna come find you. Uh, <laughs> the Fuente fans are gonna find you and, and do like a Frankenstein with they, torches and They'll only and find bugs. me if, if someone reveals my, my true identity, so. Uh, didn't Anthony do it on the roundup this week? I deleted it. Oh, good. He's always got to ruin jokes. He's such an old miser. But he didn't. But he he said it like. Oh, yeah, I mean, he said it a, so bad. Right. <laughs> he couldn't like, pronounce it. It was no, like why, the Spanish version of his of your last name. Why seven and a half? Why is that bad? Dude, if you you I mean, and this is not like an intel, but like you should read more uh, half wheel reviews. Um, in the premium cigar market, like an eighty is bad. An eighty is bad. Well, as John said, eighty is laughable. 
Yeah, oh, he that said, was ridiculous. He said anything. We can get into that because one yeah. of one of what we're going to talk about is I smoked a lot of cigars this past week. Well, we'll week. go with that. Let's. But yeah. like yeah. he said, like usually half wheel, like eighty four, eighty seven is kind of like the. It just didn't make the cut in people's eyes. Once you hit eighty eight and higher, that's when it's a good cigar. Yeah. That's and then like ninety one and above is like you should go if you could find this right now go buy right. it. I really don't like rating things though because it's no, all subjective. Fine. One and two, I don't. To me, seven and a half is good. Anything above seven is good. But I guess in the cigar industry, that's not. It's yeah, it's different because you're also thinking like barstool pizza reviews. Like when he, if he gets something, no, seven, I a seven, feel like he's very hard on them. I wasn't hard on it. It's just I, I that was my first Fuente. I think we need to uh, figure out a, a, a decent grading. I mean, I level. just use the rating system that I just know from aficionado and half. Right. Well, like, for guys like who just kind of just started, and you know, I want to put like how much the box costs and things like that. To uh, that that's, that's that's probably the one thing no one rates cigars on. Okay. Then we with won't the exception the of in. like ridiculous, like, like a like a unicorn or something like right. something that's a hundred dollars. You can you can do that. Let me backtrack then. What about is. I would buy a box of this, of like a five pack of this, or a single, or not buy it at all. Yeah, you can do that. I have a form that shows you, you how, to, how to break down. A, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to, to see that. That shows you how to break down a review. I yeah. mean, it's it's uh, we construction. Should, we should use that as a podcast. Yeah, construction, um, which includes like things like draw, uh, visual appeal, how does a cigar look, how does it feel, right? Um, strength, and strength is also like you got to remember it's important in that not just. Is it too strong? Is it not strong enough? But is it the strength that they are advertising or that they're trying to get? So if they come out, if somebody comes out with a, with a Connecticut, like this is super mellow and creamy, and even if it tastes good, but it's like very strong, that hurts your review. That shouldn't, it shouldn't That's be fair. like that. Yeah. You know, you're, you're trying to aim for a certain demographic. People who like that body or that strength of cigar are going to smoke that. You want to give them what they want. Right. Um, so when a cigar is advertised, as is super strong, strongest thing ever, and it's like, eh, this is a medium at best, that also hurts the review. Um. Yeah, uh, but Fuentes. I just. I don't know why you guys aren't on board. I don't know. I have one more in my humidor. I think I you might guys just have, have also an been spoiled. Like you got to remember, I grew not grew up, but like in this industry, I grew up on Dominicans. Right. You guys have been smoking a lot of Nicaraguas because that's a lot of the new stuff that's been coming out. Everyone's been flocking to Nicaragua, um, but Dominicans. They're my second favorite. Dominicans are my second favorite overall, but I think some of my favorite cigars ever are Dominican because they, they're, they're very hit or miss. They hit a lot more than they miss, but when they miss, they can really miss. Right. Nicaraguans don't miss that much. Gotcha. You know? And then um, Hondurans, although I had pretty good Honduran experiences doing the reviews this week. I had yeah, three were, very not, good ones. You're not a huge fan of Honduran much. They're very earthy to me. Right. Very leathery, like similar to you, but like very earthy. And I don't want to say the word, like, it tastes like soil. Okay. It tastes like the soil. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because I actually smoked the uh, Superfly this past week. What did you think? I thought it was a very good dessert cigar. Okay. Something that, you know... At the end of the night, have a you know maybe coffee or something. It wasn't. I couldn't see it anything with like a whiskey or a cocktail or something like that. Maybe like I, a cognac, something maybe, like yeah. with so, sweetness, right? Something or a sherry, right? Uh, that's that's how I saw that. That cigar was something where I wouldn't be upset if it was in my humidor, but I wouldn't go out of my way to get. If somebody gave you one at a party, you would definitely smoke yeah. it, but you wouldn't say like, "Do you have any superflies?" Right. I'll tell you, I actually, and this goes against my normal kind of palate. I like the Wild Hunter better. 
I haven't had it yet. I think the Wild Hunter is more more of a straight medium body, just more complex, more nuanced. Definitely, there was more interesting stuff going on. Um, construction wise, they were both good. Well, but yeah. I got a rant and rave about the the Oroa, the Yamashan by Christian Oroa. That was fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that's the best thing he's done. And he, I mean, he's had really good. You know, the CLEs and the Asylums are all right. really good cigars. I think that's the best thing Christian's done since he they they left Camacho. Really? I mean, but it, not saying that the other stuff was bad. This one is just that well, good. Yeah. This one is just that good. I try to uh, keep up with what you smoke on the reviews, so when people comment, I can speak for you in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way. You know what I mean? You can never speak for me. Never. Who are you? What are you doing, Secret? Who am I? <laughs> what else did I smoke this week? I had a Tabernacle. Yeah, I've had a Tabernacle. I haven't had a, like mm. one of those, some of those OG foundations in a minute, man. I, had the, man. I haven't had really any foundation. I had the Victorian... You, High Clear Castle a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't the, had... I think you had it on the podcast. I haven't had a Wise Man Maduro in a few months. Man, i got to get back into my oh, foundation Yeah, I, you do. I've, I had that. That's. I had a nice Buffalo Trace with that guy. You were smoking a lot more than me. I did. I, I, well, I needed to move up the... Uh, I needed to try more things. I was tired of Well, we have some... We have some things. So we asked uh, our, our, our audience out there, what are some things that uh, Greg should try? Oh, did you? Yeah, and here are some, for the semi-new smoker, Greg, here are some of the things we got. We got Herrera Esteli Miami. Very Didn't nice have that. that. Didn't have that yet. You might have had the newer one, the original one. I mean, they were both good, but the original one was, like, special. The black, the no, black and gold. the original one was red, or was yeah. the new one red? No, the, the, the original Herrera Esteli was red. No, the original Herrera Esteli Miami. Right. Uh, oh, the Miami, I thought... No, no, but you're, you're still right, but I just want to clarify that. Oh, okay. The regular Herrera, Herrera, uh, Herrera Esteli was white with, like, red lettering. Okay. The original Herrera Esteli Miami, the, the right. special edition, was just, like, a red band. Yeah, now it's black. Now it's black, yeah. Right. Um, we have that in our humidor yeah. that I could definitely try out. Uh, I had a Chrome Magnon. What'd you think of it? It can be a little, it can be, I'll tell you, honestly, even though they do a great job with Broadleaf, my favorite from Romacraft is probably the Neanderthal. I don't think I've had that yet. I've definitely had a Cro-Magnon. Cro-Magnon can be a little much, and the Aquitaine can obviously honestly also be a little much for me. Yeah. Um, There's like a lot of flavor going on. Right. Um, But I think the Neanderthal is, I think, their their best cigar by far. I would love to see that come out in a not- Odd size because it does smoke well because yeah. it has like, like like that flathead kind of club right. to it. Looked uh, the SGP, which used to be a, a Texas serious cigar exclusive. Now we have it. Um, it's probably it's probably my favorite size and cigar by them. Really? It's, it's re- oh yeah. It's Never really even heard weird. of it. Yeah. Um, the called the Midnight Express. Ooh. Didn't even know he had that. Was that one of his originals? I'm trying to think. I want to say that that was one of the. Um, Eastern Standards. I think it's an Eastern Standard with a with a darker wrapper, if I'm not mistaken. It's not the Lancero one, is it? No, no, no. no. It's a, it's a whole different. Can we? Uh, can you look up Caldwell uh, Midnight Express for me, really quick? What do you want to know about it? Just if you can give me a uh, blend specs and just uh, what it says about it. Oh, I see. Is it is it a Eastern Standard? Is that the guy with the beard? Yeah, but with uh, it's it's like inverted. The colors are inverted. Yeah. It's a gold with a black. Yeah, Black background. Yeah, that's it. This looks nice. It's good smoke. It's manufacturer's secret. Yeah, he does that sometimes. Well, he was on the podcast. He, he, right. you know, he, he would go and he would, you know, some of the ones he does with AJ, he doesn't do that. But a lot of his original brands, he would literally just go and like, all right, what kind of like tobacco have you like not used? They just like have right. some. And he would yeah. just, that's how he'd make his blends. 
Uh, CEO Brasilia, you should definitely try. Okay. That was in that lineup of like the worlds. Those, yeah, but I'm talking just more generally like those. I I call them the originals, but I mean, you know, cigars go back way beyond my experience. But when I was coming up through the ranks, that was one of those original like heavy hitters. So it was that the Partagas Black, the Hoya okay. Hoy de Nicaragua, Antonio, um, the Gloria Cubana Series R. Okay. Like yeah, those, that, those kind of hitters. Yeah, that was um, one of the first cigars to really make Brazilian tobacco popular. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Then uh, I've had a Lost City. Or the, did oh, I have yeah. Lost City? What did I, I would not have you, given you a Lost City. What did you give me? I'll give you a regular one. Oh, you gave me a regular Oh, just a regular Opus X. So you want to know the story of the Lost City? I love it, telling this story. Is it Lost? Okay. So there was a movie made with um, uh, Andrew Garcia. Okay. Known as Andy. Yes. Um, and it was called The Lost City, and it was about him. He was, he was like in Toy a, Story, right? Was he? Was Andy Garcia in Toy Story? Yeah, Andy. He was the kid. Okay. <laughs> Your dad jokes would be worse yeah, if you weren't well, actually a dad. Yeah, I know. Uh, but he was in a movie called The Lost City. Um, he was like a Cuban... I want to say he owned like a nightclub, and then there was the revolution going on, and like his father owned a tobacco field. Like his whole, I don't know. I never really saw the movie. But they wanted to film it on an actual tobacco farm. And I think they picked, they asked Fuente, I think Andy Garcia is actually a big Fuente smoker, so they reached out to the Fuente family. This is, uh, I don't know, mid-90s maybe, around then, 95, 94, right. 96 maybe. When movies were great. Okay. I mean, The Rock came out in 96. There you go. Uh, and he asked him, like, hey, we want to film this here, but we need, like, you know, this kind of tobacco, like, you know, we're fully grown. Right. But it was the, uh, the off season. So what they did is they took a special plot of land that they had, and in the off-season, they grew this tobacco for this movie. And then they took that tobacco and made the Lost City blend. So it's a That's slightly awesome. darker, different version of the uh, regular Opus. Okay. Um, very limited because it only comes from that plot of land. So then right. when everything else is growing, that land isn't being, has nothing grown on it. So now it's just kind of like they did one year where they did it twice, and That's then they cool. just flipped it. That's cool. Uh, it's very good. Honestly, and I, I, I told you this kind of defending when you didn't like the original Opus. I mean, I love the original Opus. It's probably my least favorite out of all the opuses, except maybe that the 20th one that came out, the blue one, I wasn't too crazy about, but the Lost City is fantastic. The Angel Share is amazing. The Destina was amazing. The, uh, the one with the I with need the to put old, music behind this. I can't think of the, the name of it. It's the, I'm losing the name. But the one has like the old picture of, like, of Arturo Fuente on it, like yeah. the old man uh, with like blue. Right. Uh, that one's amazing. And then the best cigar, I think this is definitely one of the best cigars I ever had, was the uh, Opus X 13, the Forbidden 13. It had like this raisin sweetness to it. It was phenomenal. Perfect size, burned amazingly. Nice. Mm. Then the Oliva C, Siri V Milanio. Milanio? Right. Yeah. I've had that one. That was a torpedo, right? I mean, they're different sizes. They have the, they have the different sizes? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, uh, the Milanio, is the box pressed one. Right. Um, that got that Cigar one. of the Year a couple years ago as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, Davidoff Yam uh, Yamasa. I've had we that have, one. I've had, had that one? one. I think I've had one. No. I don't think you haven't had a lot of Davidoff. No. I have uh, a late hour in my humidor that I'm waiting for that. It's supposed to be when my daughter was born. Just smoke it. That was a, That's going to be a year ago now. you got to remember that full-bodied cigars have a shelf life before they start losing some of their yeah, own. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, you got some time, but I would smoke that bad boy. After a year, that thing is probably prime. Yeah. And uh, Tatawai Monsters, The Bride. I haven't even had The Bride, to be honest. Have you had any of the monsters? We have some Jasons in there. You should I might have had a Jason. 
Jason's a broadleaf one. Right. Monsters are cool. I would yeah. love to get like some guys out there. There's got to be some people who have because uh, whenever they release a new monster, they, like there's you know maybe ten thousand of them or whatever that come in as like a regular box says monster on it. Then there's like five thousand like coffin like that are specifically designed for each monster. So like a Dracula one, a yeah, Jason they, one. They like, the Jason one has the mask. Do we? I, there's two of them downstairs. That I don't know which one they maybe are. The Top ones. shelf. But like the one, don't forget the monsters date back like ten years. Yeah. So there's guys out there that have like one box probably from each one. Those are gonna be worth money, especially yeah. if they're filled and they like let them like in a humidor like with the full cigars in it. Those can be worth money. Really? Oh yeah, dude. There was the Oliva. So you know how they have, they have the Master Blend Series Three. Yeah. When that came out, the Master Blend Series One, like you can't find them. And I don't mean like oh they're hard to find. You can't find them, and you would see like one box on like a cigar bidding website for like six grand Jeez. like you just couldn't find them anymore that's the same thing with the um, i don't know if it's gonna be worth that much but the first uh las calaveras right like even he doesn't like john even said i don't have any it's like i have zero left it's like, w- like when somebody gives me one i get a treat right talking about that we had the t- the 2019 or i had the 2019 we both you both had the 2019 you told I, me about the uh the good old review on I on. I mean here's the thing man like Chris said it is subjective um, they might have just gotten ones like I don't know where they bought them from I don't know if John sent it to them they might have been sitting like out for too long them? that's the thing that's man. just wild to me I I think that's I think that was low I think that was really low um, if but I think that that I think that's even too low for them to just like be mean like if, if they were trying to be mean to someone and there was like, like oh we don't like this guy or whatever which i don't know if they do but i would feel like they would give that guy like an 84 right they give that an 80 right. that's that's a very very bad review and i think that the las caballeras the new one easily an 88 89 yeah, i was right there I, I, I would think it's it would be more from them and how they they view the original one as like a holy grail right. half wheel I would say that would easily be more of a 92. I thought this was, was, was right up there with the first one released. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it changes something, because you got to remember, the first one released was like this huge hit. They took that blend, and they made the La Imperiosa, and La Imperiosas are very good, but they're not like that first Las Calaveras was. Like, they're just not. Right. It's just not the same cigar. Uh, same blend, but it's just, I don't know if they don't age it as much or, or what have you, but it's, so you understand it, but this is like, this is the same blend, but age the same. Like everything is done the same way as the first one, and I thought it tasted phenomenal. I thought I the thought construction it on it was great. Right. Uh, yeah, and that that was very disappointing. Yeah, I would. I, w- I read that review over and over again. And I usually don't. I kind of skip to the the rating at the end. I try to get the backstory of the cigar and then kind of bypass. I usually read the backstory and then I read the little info in the middle with the filler binder wrapper right. and the price and the different sizes. Then I read the rating and then I'm like, all right, so why did I get this? Gotcha. Because it's hard. Sometimes you 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 read the the review part of it, and it's like, oh, I had this nice thing here, nice thing yeah. here, and then you get to the rating, it's like seventy four. Right, yeah, terrible. I've noticed I'm like, that too. but like you didn't, the things they'll say in the little comment box on the bottom, like it had this sourness throughout. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, you didn't say that anywhere in right. this review. It ha- it's not all the time, but sometimes I'm like, you did not mention that word. Do you of think sour. they just say it so that people can keep reading it? I don't know, man. Just curious. Know. I'm not trying to start controversy or anything. No, there's but. no controversy here. First of all, what do you think of this La Promesa? This is awesome. I think it's really good. I think it's their best one. Mm. To me. I've only had a couple. Which which have you had? I had the I had the Lali Bijou, bless you. Le Bijou. La Bijou. Lay. Lay. Lay Bijou. Lay Bijou. Bijou. Thank you. Um, 
Did I have the floor? I think I had the floor. I don't think you did. No? I don't think so. What worries me is like this ash is like, I want to just ash it. Don't ash it. But it just, it's, it, 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 it's not like flaky, like it's not flaky, but it looks like it's going to be, and like, I don't want it to, I don't want it, 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 but it, see how all the gaps in there? Like it, that should be a thing where you tap it once and it comes off, but it's not, which is good. Right. But it just, it has the visualizations of something that's flaky. What's your favorite My Father? Or one of, like, where would you rank this within the My Fathers? Like just the My Fathers or everything they make, like including Tatawahe? No, just My Father. Um, top five. And to be honest, Florida Las Antillas isn't even up there. Really? Yeah. The, um... There it goes. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to get rid of mine now. Uh, number one is the Le Bijou. That is okay. a beyond phenomenal cigar. Um, the Pepin Blue. I still love that cigar to death. Um, the Centurion, I think, is very underrated. Oh, right. Um, the H2K is is very good. Um, the what was the one they released last year? Uh, that's the problem now. Is they're starting to just like I know. they used to make them special. Like each one had like a thing. And now it's just like they're just a, doing my father attaching a secondary band to it. Uh, don't tell me it was. I'm not the, gonna tell you. Tell, tell me what it was. The, the judge? No, not the judge. I know that one. Judge is good. No. Sorry. I'm it was another sure. like L or La. And then it was something. La uh, Colt, something with a C, maybe? Uh, not El Compromiso. That's Steve Stocker. Cedros? No, that's Cedros Deluxe is the size. Oh. Hold on, we'll figure this out right here. Talk while I look for this. I just like the smoothness of the cigar and how it opened up, and it's just creamy and rich and spicy and goodness. And goodness. It's so, like you don't get that bitter back end to it. So there's two. There's the La Opulencia. Oh, all right. And the La Gran Oferta. Oh, I think I had the, the first one. Mm. I really need to like take Spanish classes or something. I'm going to start taking it. I was thinking that. Do you think they have it in the car? You mean like an audio one? Yeah. You mean I guess. Huh? Duolingo or whatever that app is. That's a good app. Oh, there's an app for everything, isn't there? Bring Felix along with you and just have him talk. You should. To you. you think you'd come out there? Learn to, uh... Spanish, you bitch. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about, you know, being that you were in the store and now you're on the website end doing uh, shopping cigars online versus shopping cigars in the store. Buy online. Well, obviously. <laughs> From jrcigars.com. No, um, it depends, man. There's a lot of variables. I still shop in stores, including our store. Um, if you're a new cigar smoker, I mean, if there's not a good shop around, then, you know, you definitely, like, use our YouTube page to learn and then go and, you know, uh, and then you buy from our website. But if, you know, go to a, you know, go into a cigar shop, man, especially a new one, and you can tell, like, oh, man, they got some nice stuff here. Like, there's, like, a very cool experience yes. about it. And also, you got to remember there's... There's a lot of cigars that you can't get online. Right. The new, the numero uno from Hoy Nicaragua is going to be a store only. Really? Yeah. Starting now, I think Opus X is going to be a store only. You can't get it oh, online anymore. God. So, and you also find gems. So, uh, for example, like the um, the Mastodon or the Saber Tooth from Roma Craft, 
You type that into Google if you want to buy a box online, and you know all the websites that have it come up, and then within a couple hours, all the boxes from all the websites are gone. But you go into a store that, uh, you know, maybe got in four boxes. They sold a couple of them, you know, last year, and then just have one like on the back shelf, and no one, no one's asked for it since. You walk in, they're like, hey, you wouldn't happen to have any Macedons, and they got a full box that's been aging for a year. Right. That's where you find those gems, man. Well, know. it's just like the the Waltz and the Buckeye, and those are stored too, right? Those are stored only, except for the Lawless Day. Right. You know, which I still don't know why we don't carry that. We carry the Yellow Rose. I don't know why we don't have the Tennessee Waltz. We should have it. Sure. No, but then everyone else is going to have it. I, I want I want to have just have them. Well, just yeah, myself personally. This is true. I want to have all the Tennessee Waltzes. Just like once they're rolled, John, just send them up. Yeah. Don't even put them in a box. Yeah, there's no box needed. No box. But, I mean, a store is a very cool experience. You, you, you get to know your local tobacconists. Um, the thing is, is that it's, it's hit or miss. Not hit or miss. There's more good stores than there are bad stores, but... You know, there's stores where you go in and, like, no one knows what the hell they're talking about. You right. know, they're, they're either just guys there who are trying to make a buck or they're guys who are, like, really pushing one brand or... I mean, I've been in the stores that, even though I like boutique, boutique stuff, but they only have boutique stuff. Like, they won't have anything that's, like, Altidus or General. Like, oh, only cool stuff here. I'm like... Yeah, but, like, these are, like, the cigars like this that, like, make our industry. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so it just depends on what you're looking for. Um, I think uh, if you're a, a, a big-time... Scar smoker like like I am, when you know what you like, buy it online. But try and like one new store out a month and just see if they have any like, hey dude, you got anything? You know, you got any secret gem? Something that's been sitting for a while? You know, something that you know people forgot about or or, or whatever. Because um, a lot of stores like the tobacconists will know. Obviously, they'll they'll go to IPCPR or something and they'll know like, oh, this is going to be, you know, a very limited edition. They get some boxes in, but maybe their their customer base isn't up to date, so it'll just sit there. I feel like like. Get to know the products, kind of get, you know, learn, educate yourself online before you go in, just to have a little bit of something. Educate yourself and definitely in terms of, like, how to cut, how to light, because right. you don't want to embarrass yourself. Right. And I know from being one of them, people who work at a cigar shop are ruthless. Yeah. And if you light the cigar the wrong way or cut it stupidly, they will, like, let you know about it. Right. Um, but also, we, we talked about cigar etiquette, too. You know, don't go sniffing all the wrappers or putting them up your well, nose. Well, and also knowing the strengths of different cigars, too. You don't want to get something too heavy, and then you're done for the rest of the night. Well, that's where online gives you a little more of, like, a little more description, whereas, you know, some guy who's a seasoned cigar smoker, to him, like, oh, yeah, it's like a medium, you know, whatever, but to you, it could be the strongest thing you've ever had. Right. So online, you get a little more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a little Accuracy. more... Accuracy. Not accuracy, a little more, it's like a little more discernible. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, it's more generalized. Like, this is right. around a medium to full right. body. But you can have, like I said, you can have a guy who smokes four or five heavy cigars a day, and, and that Tennessee Waltz, like, yeah, it's like a medium body, but to right. you, that could be super strong. Right. So, big news. Big news. There's going to be no Cigar Con 2020. Yeah, and see, this is my flip on Half Wheel, man, because I was pissed at them for that last Caballeros review. I pronounced it right. Don't look at me like that. I wasn't looking at you, you like anything. No, I really honest. wasn't. I was intrigued um, on what you were going to say. But they, they released two articles, one the other day just saying, like, hey, Cigar Con has been canceled. And then today they just went at the PCA and not that I have anything personal against the PCA. I mean, it's a great organization that does a lot of great things. And um, I'm happy that they're looking for new and innovative ways to, you know, increase revenue right. and, and help us in the fight against the FDA and government regulation. But everything that they said in that article was on point. 
they just went after him. I mean, the, everything that we've been talking about personally, everything that we brought up to manufacturers, anyone we had on the podcast, internal talks here at the company, was just spot on. Like, they rolled this out. I, I just, I was just so shocked that an organization that has, like, smart people like that, they literally ran this, like, if me and you had a video idea, and we just, like, grabbed our camera, ran out, and just filmed in the middle of the road without any planning, without any approval from anyone, without, hey, is this a good idea? I feel like we do that. Well, no, we're also, we're a lot, you know, a lot less uh, people are affected when we do that. This you know is what true. I mean? And we also don't rep we represent the company, but we don't represent, like, hey, you know, you're paying us to represent you and be your voice, but we're not going to ask for your opinion on I anything. It's, and I, I'm just, I, I'm... I don't think I had anything really against CigarCon as an idea. I was just very upset with how they handled it and the way that they were going to run it. I thought it was going to be very, very bad if it went through. Did they say why they're canceling? Yeah, because no one wanted to do it. Oh, so they did come yeah. out and said that. Yeah, they finally... Uh, they went out and announced it, and they announced like half of a goddamn idea to the public, like a big official announcement. Well, they had no backing. They had nothing like set in stone. They had not organized with because you know then they said, oh, uh, retailers are going to sell the tickets to their customers and then they're going to be responsible for the customers at the show. No retailers signed up for that saying yeah let's do that that's awesome. Nobody said that. Right. Um, they said oh yeah we're going to sell out forty five hundred tickets in the first year. No way. No. No goddamn way you're going to do that. Not in a year. Um, and then and and they made a good I don't know who wrote the article I don't know if it was Charlie or not but he made a good point he's like. They came out and said, like, oh, yeah, it's not going to be profitable probably the first year. Well, then why are you doing it? Right. And you think you're going to sell out 4,500 tickets and it's not going to be profitable? It yeah. just it was not executed well at all. And it was, it was, the announcements were just handled very badly. Scott Pierce of the PCA is going to be on uh, Dojo soon. And I'm, I'm going to watch that episode. I'm very, I, I hope Eric goes, not goes after, but I hope he's a little like, more like a Joe Rogan, a little hard hitting instead of just like, hey, let's have a good time here. I would like to see him press him a little bit more because this is, Embarrassing for the PCA. That's that's the. I agree. Uh, and I, I don't. I have no ill will against anyone over there. I'm I'm glad that they're um, doing what they're doing, and uh, you know I, I hope for more. You know I would like I would like to work with them on idea. I have several sure. ideas for how how we can improve, um, how we can increase revenue without pissing off a majority of the industry that you represent. Right. Well, and they they talked about the first day being like the biggest you know attendance even being down just on the retail side. Yeah, you know. attendance is down across the board. I mean, people are just not, it's, it's just getting so expensive. Um, and it, another good point they had in the article is like, they make these decisions that piss people off and they, they make them for good reasons, but they never explain what they are. They are so like closed off. That article really opened my eyes because it was a bunch of things that like I kind of knew in my mind, but then seeing it all together, I'm like, wow, like other people, this is exactly how they feel. You know, right. when they moved it to July 4th weekend, they just said, we're moving it to July 4th weekend. Everyone's like pissed off. Well, it, it turned out that the guy was the only date available. Well, why didn't you tell us that? Right. You know, they moved it back to the uh, Sands Expo, but you couldn't, um, but none of the meeting rooms were available anymore. You had to do all your business on the floor. Everyone's pissed off. Why are we doing that? They're not going to tell you. Well, it turns out because the Sands doesn't want you smoking in their meeting rooms anymore. Right. But they didn't say that. They just like wouldn't tell people. Right. They didn't have a, when they announced this, and we, we saw them announce it. We were eating lunch yep. that one day when they announced it. They didn't have a Q&A. No. It's like, all right, here it is, and, and goodbye. everybody that's a manufacturer wasn't there no. when they announced it. Except so, for Rocky. He was the only one. Right. And now Rocky like, does a great job. He is at the forefront of the fight against the right. FDA. But Rocky, come on. Like, you're a smart dude, man. You're, you're a Hollywood lawyer. You became one of the biggest cigar manufacturers in the world. 
Did you think this was going to go over well? That's, that's, the, that's the bizarre point. Even if it was the best idea in the world, did you think just like not telling anyone and not getting any kind of feedback from the people you represent was going to go over well? You don't represent the consumers. Right. You represent the retailers and the manufacturers. That's it. Yeah. And your duty is to them. Well, it should be interesting to see what they, what they come up with in the next... I guess, 2021. Well, I, honestly, I don't know what's worse, the fact that they had this idea in the first place or the fact that after, like, 60 days, they canceled it. Yeah. Because that, that just shows they didn't have any backup points. No. So when manufacturers started going after them about these things, you would think, like, all right, well, I mean, like, they must have points that they're going to show them to, to, you know, some manufacturers be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you should have told us that before, but I see they must have had nothing. They must have had yeah. zilch. Right. Well, on good news, weekend's here. Smoking anything good? Right now, smoking a lot for me. So. Ah, this weekend, what do we got? I got, I got a birthday party for a very small child. Nice. So, uh, probably won't be smoking anything there. Well, that um, would be smart. I don't know, man. I'm still waiting for like a, It sucks for me because like, I want to be able to have my first experience with a new cigar, like sitting on a deck or like at a lounge. My first experience is like shuffling through them for a cigar review. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would like my first time like lighting up the cigars. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do this first. I'm going to take this over the weekend. Because we got to get the reviews done. People want to see me. Yeah. Well, I want to see you. But at the same time, you got to, I think, I think it's just like when you have a cigar review, like I go for that cigar now. I don't even think twice because you remember a couple episodes before I was having issues of trying to figure out what cigar I wanted to have every, every night or every weekend or whatever the case may be. It should be very just, easy for you because well, you're new. So you don't pay attention to anyone else. Just try no, things. No, I don't. Well, if, if, if something got like a 50 review or if like a, you know, a bundled right, but whatever. Like, but I like to be within the times of what's going on with our YouTube channel and knowing what's good, not good, and smoking, that's good, trying, but whole, everything. The, the, but there's a lot of ones that people have been smoking for years that you've never tried. you gotta get, you got to get all caught up on that train first. I know. You know, like, you got to have, go smoke a, a $7 Chateau Fuente, man, or go smoke, you know, Partagas Black. you got to get, get some of these. you got to uh, get some of these under your belt. I do have that at home. Yeah, I mean, have you ever had a regular Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio, the 1970 Antonio? I don't think so. Have you ever had an original My Father? I think I had the Dom Fapine, the blue. Yeah. I think that's the only one I've had. Yeah, I'll make you, I'll make you a list of like... I would like that. Three a, three a week that, sure. or, or two for a weekend right. every weekend. I'm like, here, go try these, and I'm sure we'll have some of them, and you should go try these and let us know what you think. Okay. I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know what I'm smoking this weekend. i got to see what I got. Um, I think I did a... I'm not going to call it a trade. Uh... I posted that I got some of the um, Drew Estate uh, A's, the Liga Bravada A's, yes. the long ones. And uh, one of the, someone reached out, like, oh, I love one of those. So I'm like, oh, dude, like, I'll send you that and, like, some stuff. Like, I have so much stuff. He's like, oh, I'll send you some stuff, too. So he sent me, like, some nonsense, but then he sent me, like, which, which was the only cigar I really wanted. It, 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 it was even. Um, he sent me uh, an Angel Share, Opus Angel Share from, like, Ooh. 2014. Wrap the cellophane was yellow. Nice. So, and that's like that's my thing. Uh, I have so many cigars now. I will trade five excellent ones for one amazing one. You don't need to like you don't need to make it even in terms of like oh well you sent me exactly this much money. That's how I got in trouble. Right. On a, on a trade it was like you he sent you two hundred and twenty dollars worth of cigars. You only sent him two hundred and five. 
dude, he wanted to send me those because he wanted me to try some, some stuff, and he doubled what he was supposed to send me. And I sent him twice the amount of cigars, including I sent him some like Dirty Rats, right. God of Fire, Fuentes. Like it was a, it was a, it was fine, and he was fine with it. But this is I just can't, I can't stand people. Well, that's why mind well, your they, business. they got rid of it on Reddit. You can't do those trades right. anymore. Just mind your but business. I don't, I don't do trades in general now, except you know like my uh, my buddy Aaron right. from North Carolina. Yeah, I, and I that's, that's that's just more of I give him stuff he asks me for, and then he'll like give me a little surprise. It's not I don't need a trade. I'm like, yo, dude, you, you haven't tried this yet. Here's a couple of them. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just surprise me. That's what you want. I'll give you access to everything I got. You can surprise me with something. Right. You know, like if you can be like, oh, dude, listen, I got this freaking like the pork belly. Right. The Drew Estate pork belly. It's like from one store. It's, a, it's like a, in the Unico series, but like only one store has packs of 10. You got some pork bellies? You hit me up. We'll see what we can do. Did you have any of the flying pigs yet? I don't really save those. I don't. I mean, I've Dude. smoked them before, but they're not really my. I don't like the size. Am I going to be okay with the box with them being in there with the? Yeah, you should be fine. box because yeah. the ba- the uh, boba packs are starting to get a little hard quicker. You than should you. place your boba packs. I do, but it's yeah. I six, got that. Dude, it should last six months minimum. Those yeah, they're packs. already getting hard. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be all right. All right. Just keep just check your cigars. No, yeah, I know. Keep, I do. Keep them soft. I do. Um. No, like I've smoked all the pigs before. It's just not really. I know. You got to remember when it comes to boxes. Cigar stores, the boxes are closed and cellophane, right. and they still stay. Like they'll, they'll be fine. Right. Um, that's true. I was thinking of the the feral. Yeah, that's the fir- that's the first one you should have. I mean, well, you, you got to remember all the rest that. are just the regular, really cool sizes right. of the regular thing. But uh, the feral, the uh, the best weird size I've ever had from Drew Estate was they had um, Marvin Samuel, who um, was one of the co-founders back in the day with Jonathan Drew. Really, really nice guy. Really cool guy. Uh, he made one for his wedding. It was like a long, it was more of a longer flying pig. Actually, I think it was like in the same shape, because I think the feral flying pig is a slightly different shape than the regular flying. I think it's a little longer, okay. if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> if I'm trying to remember correctly. I think it's a little longer. Um, but he had one, and it was called the Beshert, and it had um, Hebrew re- uh, writing on it, because right. he made it for his wedding, and then it was a super like exclusive release, like only a few, like you get them at events. Did you have one of those? Yeah, I had I got two of them. Did you, you got to remember one of them. I did. I smoked both of them. Oh, did you? Actually, no. I traded one. I smoked one. You got to remember, back in the day, it was a lot better for me because I'd go to these cigar events with the videographer who didn't smoke cigars. So when we get two packs, I get his pack as well. My bad. Now I'm going with somebody who likes to take all the good stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we. I was mad at him because when we came back from Drew Estate, I'm like, these are the ones you give Greg. You get to keep the rest, and he gave you one of the good ones. He's a nice guy. He didn't know he was giving you one of the good ones. <laughs> Well, you want it back? No, 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 no. I'll, t- I'll give him mine. You can have it back. No, it's, I'll give him mine. I, I, have, a, I have a bunch of I don't want to be involved uh, with this. It was, no, you're fine. Fugazi trade. No, it was the, 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 Pappy Van, the original Pappy Van Winkle. Gotcha. The original one, not the traditional, the original one with the dual wrapper. Right. I'll give, I'll give you mine. I'll, I'm cur- I, I like to know what Secret Chris thinks on these cigars now that he's given Fuente a really bad rating. <laughs> Whatever cigar you give me is just going to be an automatic six. <laughs> Dude, uh, don't forget, I didn't make them, so you're just telling... Carlito Fuente, that you think his cigar is a six. Carlito can't always have it his way, if you know what I'm talking about. Wow, you're wow. talking ballsy about, wow. about Don Carlito, I'm bro. joking. Carlito's way, get it? Never mind. I think that's, I think that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> so we had uh, a poll on Instagram. Your favorite size cigar, two choices, Toro or Torpedo. I knew Toro was going to win. Yeah. But, and the other one, I, and I'm so mad I didn't save it in time. Goddamn Instagram Live. 
Toro versus Robusto. Robusto was winning by a pretty big. Oh, was by, it? By a, a, about the same mark. It was like 60 to 40. Robusto oh. was winning. Yeah. Yeah, torpedoes are a unique shape, man. And I'll smoke them if that's the size that that cigar is available in. But if I had to choose, I mean, thinner Toro is always my go-to. Right. Um, the, uh, what's the one? The Buckeye Land. That's my perfect size. That was, I think I was like a 6 by maybe like a 48. Yeah, Something like so. that. That's, that's my perfect size. Not too thin, not too thick. Right. And for some reason, every cigar that's rolled into that size just like looks really good. Like it, does. it Like, you know, it, it look, has that undercrown sheen to it where it just like right. looks very well made. Yep. I'm, I'm holding mine and aging them a little bit since we got the care package. What, the Buckeye Land? Yeah. Yeah, we have so many of them. I know. I have so many crown heads. I'm My like, whole other humidor is, is crown heads and then one bag of Dunbartons. Well. It was weird because I was thinking right before, like, it's like just about a year ago, you know, I had this really big stash of cigars, but then I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have time to smoke all these. I'm going to start giving some away. And then I gave like too many away and I'm like, I got to stop giving shit away. Right. And now I'm like, I probably could start giving some stuff away again. You know, like I had 40 of the Tatawahe 2016 TAAs, smoked a lot, gave somebody away. Then I, like one day I opened up, I'm like, I only have 11 okay. left? Jesus. That'll give you one. That, that you should smoke. Yeah. That is the perfect example of a Tatawahe broadleaf. Okay. Their TAA cigars are some of the best cigars they're created every year. Is that the new one? Like the, 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 no, that's the Mexican experience. Never mind. The uh, ME2? And yeah. The ME? Did you notice that what is what is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Do you he, think that was he said it in the video? Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, that. he did. He's like, me too. Uh, <laughs> he kind of like laughed a little bit, and I'm like, Jesus. oh my god, that's terrible. Cigar industry don't give a shit, bro. No. <laughs> cigar industry does not give a <laughs> shit. Jesus, like, oh, you got people like cigar vixen, you know, doing every review in a bikini. So well, it's not like you know, it's not like we're worried about. What are we doing over our speedos? That would be fantastic. Dude, you know what? Comment if you'd like to see us. Juan Cancel from Protocol does plenty of pictures of, uh, and he's a big guy like me. He's a big Spanish guy. And he does plenty of pictures of him in a Speedo, and they get plenty of plenty wow. of likes. You know? So I think, get, it's, I think it's evolving. Get, I think the industry is changing. Get more of the lady um, demographic on our uh, channel. To call the cops on us. <laughs> um, so what are your final thoughts here on the La Promisa? The construction was good. The flavor was good. Um, kind of getting a little... A little bitter at the end of it, but flavor-wise, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 87 on the cigar. 87, 88. I'm going 85. It turned. It turned too too far away from the end is when it started turning bitter. And this was a shorter cigar. It should have had more of the good flavors in the beginning. You know, I, I thought it was a. Now just taking another pull, it's getting more bitter. So it's young. They're still very young. Right. So we gotta we gotta we gotta remember most cigars are like that, with the exception being, and this is what I always tell customers: Padrones, you do not need to age them. Right. They're that that's why they're twenty five dollars a piece, but they are ready to go. Yep. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Yep, As you. always, go use a coupon code uh, Long Ash for twenty percent off your entire purchase this weekend. Some exclusions may apply. We still have a few of the tailgate kits left. If you go into our website and type in SM Kit Two, you get five. Uh, Prensado Lost Arts from Alec Bradley. You get a cutter, a lighter, and a Black Abyss Travel Humidor. Um, perfect for tailgating. The time of year is coming up, so make oh, sure yeah. you go do it. Um, otherwise, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Secret. <laughs>